live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. 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 Welcome back and welcome to a Talking Point on this beautiful Monday evening. That's the 4th of January, coinciding with the 23rd of Rabi Al-Awwal. Um, this evening we have a very interesting topic that we're going to be talking about and that's talking about lightning strikes. Currently there's about 2,000 thunderstorms occur worldwide, producing about 100 lightning strikes each second or 8 million strikes each day. Excluding incidental catastrophes and disasters, lightning causes more deaths than any other natural event or phenomenon. To tell us more about this phenomenon and topic will be that's Dr. Ryan Blumenthal. He's a senior specialist at the Forensic Pathologist at the University of Pretoria Department of Forensic Medicine. A chief field of interest is the pathology of trauma of lightning. He has been involved in publications of numerous articles and textbooks on lightning and electro or thermal injuries and has helped generate international standard and operating procedures and guidelines for lightning strikes, fatality and electrocution victims. He's also published widely in the field of suicide and other areas involving the pathology of trauma. His chief mission in life is to help advance forensic pathology services both nationally and internationally. Well, we're speaking to none other than that's Dr. Ryan Blumenthal. Good evening to you and welcome to Voice of the Cape. Good evening, Yusuf. Thank you very much for having me and greetings to all your listeners. Thank you for making yourself available for this interview and uh, I hope you're having a happy festive season to you and a happy new year also. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Now, Dr. Blumenthal, can you please inform us, our listeners, and tell our listeners what is the scientific term for the trauma of lightning and when did this field of study come to, into being? I think before I get to that level, I just want to say how one spells lightning. I know it sounds very, very basic, but most people don't even know how to spell lightning. Mm -hmm. May may I spell it for you? Go ahead. If I may. It's L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G. Lightning is like enlightenment, and lighting is from a light, but we're discussing lightning, L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G, which is a large electrical spark coming from the sky, mm. from the ground to the sky. It's, it's, uh, that's what we'll be discussing. And on a more advanced note, the Latin term is corono. So I'm a coronopathologist. Okay. The pathology of lightning on the human or animal body. Oh, thank you for that uh, education on that. Now, um, if you don't mind telling us, when did this field of study come to which you're looking at coronatherapy? Okay, well, I mean, personally, I got involved and interested in this field because um, many years ago I had a singular case of an adult female that was found dead in the field, and after a thorough investigation, it actually turned out to be lightning. And, um, you know, it, it just absolutely sparked my interest, excuse the pun, um, because, you know, this was an unwitnessed death. This woman was found dead in the field. And, you know, if and only after a thorough investigation did it transpire to be lightning. So was this the only an isolated event, or should I say, how often does it happen in South Africa? Well, that, that is a very good question because we are losing about 80 to 100 people a year in South Africa due to lightning strike. And about seven times as many people are struck and survive lightning strike. 
Wow, that is uh, there's something scary. As I also read in the, the intro, which says excluding incidental catastrophes and disasters, lightning causes more deaths than any other natural event or phenomenon. Is that correct? Well, any other weather phenomenon. It's the most consistent weather killer on Earth. So on the whole planet per year, we estimate that 24,000 people are being killed by lightning and about 240,000 people are being struck and survived by lightning, which consistently over time um, is more deaths and fatalities and mortality and morbidity than floods, hurricanes, etc. So lightning is the chief weather cause that we forensic pathologists see on our tables. Now, as a matter of awareness, uh, please educate us on the right conditions for lightning to uh, uh, lightning conditions to occur. Okay, um, you know I'm a human forensic pathologist, and I will may get into trouble for discussing you know climatology or meteorology um, or electrical engineering. So I have to be very specific about my area of expertise, which is chiefly lightning's effect on the human and animal body. Um, but um, very basically, one would require a thunderstorm. However, one can get lightning from dust storms. One can get a bolt out of the blue. You know, one can get a, a lightning strike 10 kilometers from a storm cell, and it may appear that this lightning strike came out of the blue. So, um, you know, it's, it's a quite complex physics phenomenon. But as I say, it's not really, uh, you know, that's more for the climatologists and the, and the weather physicists, etc. Um, I'm going to focus on my field, if I may. No problem. Injuries. Now, uh, talking about uh, um, talking about that, there's many myths about lightning. Can you reveal some of those common myths around lightning strikes? Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've actually got um, a lot of them written down in front of me, and there's myths from all over the world. And before I even mention some of the myths, I should mention perhaps why there are these myths. And, and the reason we believe is that because the elder generations didn't understand the science behind it, so they came up with all these myths. But all of them are generally based in fear. They, you know, they're saying like, "Whoa, life, lightning is dangerous. Be careful. You know, avoid it." You know, um, and therefore there's all these myths, and there's very strange myths. And every culture has got its myths. So, for example, certain cultures believe that the syringa tree attracts lightning, and, and they'll cut down syringa trees on their farms. Wow. Other cultures will believe that mirrors attract lightning and they will cover their mirrors in their homes. Other people believe that the color red attracts lightning and they will not, you know, not wear red in a thunderstorm. So there's many strange myths out there, but obviously they're they not based in uh, scientific fact. But now uh, that also creates an awareness also to, uh, to be cautious uh, during that time period. So uh, at least they're putting caution to the wind, not against the wind. Well, um, if, I, if I can mention some of the most common myths, if, if I may, can I maybe mention five to ten of the most common Go ones that, that we see? Is, is that possible? Yes. Okay, so some people believe that metal attracts lightning, so if you've got an umbrella. But the reality is whether you have the umbrella or you don't, you're at equal risk. Some people believe that if you've got a cell phone, you'll attract lightning. That is not so. Um, some people believe that if you can see a blue sky, then lightning danger is minimal. You can, as I told you earlier, get a bolt out of the blue from a storm cell 10 kilometers away. Um, there's a myth that lightning never strikes the same place twice, but that's not so. You know, the Eiffel Tower gets struck hundreds of times a year. Um, most people believe that the majority of persons struck are golfers, but that's not so. You know, anyone outdoors in a thunderstorm is at risk. Um, you know, there's, there's so many uh, myths. I mean, some people believe that lightning victims have an entry and an exit point. You know, 
oftentimes they've got no injuries whatsoever on their body. Uh, some people believe that once you get struck, you look like a crispy critter, but <laughs> once again, that's not true. So the pathology of trauma of lightning is very complex, you know. Um, so so it, it is fascinating to understand the science of it and uh, to also respect all the views from different cultures and to listen to it, but uh, also to share this education with each other. That's so true because that is important because at the end of the day, we're looking at safety in numbers and safety for everyone. And uh, looking at lightning strikes, uh, uh, some, some myths also that if a person is struck by lightning, you shouldn't touch him because you might get shocked. Yeah, now, there's another absolute uh, falsehood. You know, um, in fact, if, if someone is struck, you know, in normal CPR or, you know, resuscitation, you triage victims and you go airways, breathing, circulation, and you leave the person who looks dead to last. Whereas in lightning, you actually go first to the person who looks dead and you begin with your active resuscitation because they are very salvageable. You can save these people that look dead. Um, they are 100% fine. You can touch them immediately afterwards. You will not get shocked. I can assure you that. Now, how can uh, we get mobilized on the information system in our country to change the lightning safety standards? Is there a website that we can go to? Okay, that is a, a brilliant question. Firstly, you know, I, I want to just first say that um, I'm a lightning cheerleader. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there's so many cheerleaders out there for road accident deaths and HIV AIDS and TB, and, and that's all good and well. But lightning, I mean, as I said, we're losing 80 to 100 people a year, and all these deaths are completely preventable they are complete we can save 100 people from lightning death and we can save up to 700 people um, from lightning injury just by following some basic rules and uh, we have actually come up with a website and I'd, I'd love to um, mention this website and I'd really urge your viewers to go and look at this website may I yes go ahead may I share it with you folks it's called lightning sa that's l-i-g-h-t n-i-n-g sa.org.za and we have created um, ourselves with the weather service etc a lightning rich website that's packed with information um, there's um, beautiful haunting footage of lightning there's uh, photographs of lightning there's blogs of lightning there's uh, up-to-date weather warnings of where one would be at risk for, for lightning so it's just so interesting, and I'd really urge your viewers to take a look at this website. It's mm. lightningsa.org.za. No, wonderful. Now, I am there now at the moment. It, it's quite interesting because it will create a better awareness around this uh, phenomenon. But now, I would like to uh, bring it even closer to home. And we're looking at Cape Town because this is the listenership that is listening to us. Besides the World Wide Web with people all over the world is also listening to us on Voice of the Cape in 91.3 FM Stereo. Now, looking at closer years to Cape Town, do you have any statistics of people that have been uh, affected with lightning strikes? Okay, well, look, I will just say this, you know, as I say, I'm, I'm not a meteorologist or climatologist, but there is and there seems to be strong evidence for climate change. Okay, so the weather is changing and we can expect unusual weather phenomenon in the future. There seems to be a general agreement about that. So, you know, the, the main thing is just to mention the precautions, you know, because uh, if, if I can just take a step back here, you know, we formed a multidisciplinary group called LIGHT. That's L-I-G-H-T-S, which is the Lightning Interest Group for Health Technology and Science. And we got together, we engineers, we medical doctors, we forensic pathologists, we vets, we photographers, everyone who's got an interest in lightning. And we 
because no one owns lightning. You know, it's such a diverse field, and it affects everyone. Every all races, colors, creeds, religions. We all live on the same planet, and we all at risk. So, we wanted to just put out the precautions and just say, listen, folks, when thunder roars, go indoors, right? And and there, we, we came up with basically eight principles which I'd like to share with you, you folks tonight, if I may. Go ahead. So, so number one is. It is advised that building structures have a lightning conductor. So obviously in rural areas this may be difficult, but we should try and push that buildings get some kind of lightning conductor. Um, number two, stay indoors during a thunderstorm. And if you're traveling, stay away. Uh, you know, obviously this is difficult in Africa. You know, there's lots of rural areas we're walking, but one should really try and get indoors during the thunderstorm. The thunderstorms usually hit in the afternoon. That's between 3.30 and 6.30. So give oneself enough time. Listen to the weather service. Um, you know, it's not convenient, but, you know, when thunder rolls, go indoors. And anything indoors is a fully enclosed metallic structure. And when indoors, number three, try to stay away from corded electrical appliances, such as your TV or a corded phone, and unplug them. Surge protectors are advised for expensive equipment, but generally unplug. All right. Number four, um, it is advised not to use a corded phone. But you may use cell phones, iPods, and cordless phones. They're safe. Number five, taking a bath is marginally safer than taking a shower during a thunderstorm mm. because a bath is you're in ceramic. So unless your foot is lying on a chrome tap, you're at risk. But if you're in a bath, you're marginally safer than a shower because in a shower, you're touching metal and you've got water and you've got metal and there's more time that you're touching the, the metallic surfaces. Number six, if you are caught in the open, seek shelter in a fully enclosed building Avoid hilltops and try not to seek shelter under lone trees or in isolated sheds. Number seven, do not swim during a thunderstorm and try to seek shelter in a closed boat. Get out of the water when you hear thunder. And then there's the 30-30 rule. So if, but if the time between flash and bang, between thunder, between lightning and thunder, is 30 seconds or less, you're in danger. And then before resuming activity, wait another 30 minutes before you resume with your activity. It's not convenient, lightning safety. And number eight, the final one, if you are in the open playing sport, fishing, playing golf, soccer, or rugby, try and get into a fully enclosed metallic surface area. You know, if you are in ahead of a school, for example, or if you are, you know, in charge of a golf club, or you've got lots of guests, try and get a lightning warning system. Um, it will protect you, you know, from, a, from legal action, because you have to show that you've taken all precautions to warn your visitors about the dangers of lightning. So I would strongly advise lightning protection systems. They're even getting lightning protection systems along the Rift Valley for fishermen um, up in, in, in Central Africa. So it's time we as South Africans, you know, uh, get on board with this and really uh, stop being such cowboys about lightning and take it seriously because it does kill people. Yes, it does. Lightning does kill people. Speaking about this evening, we're talking about lightning strikes. As you heard, it's a phenomenon that is happening in, Af in Africa and South Africa. Uh, we're looking at specifically with over 100 deaths recorded per year. Now, if you are or your family has been affected by lightning or you have somebody or a friend or, or you have information about it, please share it with us. You can do that on 47913 or you can give us a call right now. The lines are open. Give us a call on the number 021 442 three five 
I'll repeat that number 021-442-3530 or SMS us on 47913. I'm speaking now to none other than Dr. Ryan Blumenthal. He is a Senior Specialist Forensic Pathologist at the University of Pretoria Department of Forensic Medicine. Now, as you've mentioned a little bit earlier, his interest uh, is much about uh, education and giving us guidelines for lightning strike fatality and also on electrocution victims. So if you you have any questions in that, please do call, give us a call on the number I've just said now a few minutes ago. Um, as I said, we, uh, we do have uh, Dr. Ryan on. Uh, doctor, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you, Doctor. Now, there are relatively few centers where lightning is studied. There's also a small number of people studying lightning at these centers. Can you elaborate on the current size of personnel in South Africa in this field of study in we're talking about coronapathology? Well, South Africa has got quite a rich lightning history. I mean, we've really had some luminaries in our country. Um, going back to the early days of the CSIR you know, Squanline, Milan, Ericsson, we, we've had some pioneers in our country studying lightning. And till today, we've got some strong scientific research groups studying lightning in South Africa. So we've got nothing to be ashamed about. We we really are on, on, on the international uh, front when it comes to lightning research. Now, um, I also believe that when you're looking at these lightning strikes, uh, there is 42%, or should I say 44 cases, used poor judgment and did not follow the 30-30 rule. You did mention the 30-30 rule, but if you can just uh, repeat that just and recap it, because maybe those people who doesn't know what it means, what is the 30-30 rule in lightning? Can you just repeat and recap, if you don't mind? Well, I mean, all right, so, so there's the 30-30 rule, which states that if the time between the lightning and the thunder is 30 seconds or less, then you are at risk of being struck, and one should wait at least 30 minutes after the last thunder before one resumes activity. So it's not convenient, you know, but this is a broad rule of thumb to be safe in an electrical thunderstorm. And if one cannot remember the 30-30 rule, just remember when thunder roars, go indoors. So true. With that, that is the simplest, best, you know, that's the statement we're trying to push internationally. When thunder roars, go indoors. You're safer indoors than outdoors. So in true. Electrical now, now, if you, people want to learn more, what is your website? If you don't mind, just share that website again. Well, the, the website is lightningsa.org.za. Dot org, is it dot .org or is it dot .co.za? No, no, no. It's lightningsa.org.za. Uh-huh. Okay. Got it. I'm back. And, uh, um, you know, look, there are people that have been struck out there by lightning, and, and these people have tremendous disabilities. Oftentimes, these people suffer cataracts. Some of them can't walk, can't talk. Some have got deafness. You know, it affects them for life. There's disability for life. And, you know, you touched on it earlier. You know, are there support groups for, for these people in South Africa? And unfortunately, there are none in South Africa at the moment. This is why we started this website, so that they can inform themselves. I would like to mention that there are international lightning uh, organizations that for, for victims who've been struck by lightning, there's one called, for example, struckbylightning.org, which is an international um, you know, website and organization for lightning strike survivors. So there is resources out there, but unfortunately it, we're still in our early days here in South Africa, but hopefully with time we'll try and initiate something to this, to this Now, Dr. Ryan, uh, we have here in Cape Town a lot of fishermen that's on the sea most of the time. Um, uh, How safe are they in their boats uh, during the lightning? Well, 
all I know is the following. You know, in an electrical thunderstorm, sometimes one gets sparks above the masts of fishing boats called St. Anthony's Fire. Um, it's, the, it's the upward stream that's coming off the, up, the, the upper masts of boats. So that's a phenomenon that's been described in the literature. But in a in thunderstorm, as I say, try to get inside the boat. Try, try and get inside a fully enclosed metallic surface and try and wait it out. Uh, as I say, when one is outdoors, one is at risk. One must try and keep this as uh, simple as possible. You know, no. one shouldn't tempt fate. Doctor, and, uh, you know, uh, like I've, uh, can, may, I, may I share with you one story that I got from an international uh, email? Go ahead. If I may. Um, I've got, got an email from a, a British tourist that went to Namibia that was watching leopards in an open-top Land Rover. And then he sent me an email saying, Doctor... He believes that his life was at risk and he would like to, you know, perhaps sue the safari company that put his life at risk. You know, and, and they wanted my opinion on this, you know, which is quite an absurd uh, situation. And, you know, you wonder, you know, what this is all about. And it's, it's always <clears throat> like risk versus benefits. I mean, you know, we are in Africa. We have got work to do. You know, we, we, we can't become completely neurotic and, and stop everything. You know, one has to be pragmatic here. So... Uh, you know, yet one also has to... I, I use the, the bad neighborhood metaphor. You know, if you go out into a bad neighborhood, uh, your risks are higher than if you go out into a good neighborhood. You know, so... And a thunderstorm is like a bad neighborhood. The risks are higher. And you've got to weigh up yourself how dangerous these risks are. And, you know, there is risk in a thunderstorm. So try get indoors. It's, mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. Now, Dr... Doctor, you keep uh, telling us that you must get inside a metallic structure, but uh, wouldn't you be more at risk sitting in an enclosed metallic structure to be, uh, I mean, struck by lightning? Well, that is a good question. However, it's been proven scientifically that inside a a metallic surface, it's called a Faraday cage or a Gaussian surface, that is actually the safest place you can be. You can have a fully enclosed metallic surface and you can strike that with billions of volts and amps and you'll be fine inside you you should be okay the gaussian surface the, you just get this flash over over the sides and it cannot get inside so a car is actually um almost the perfect uh, faraday cage or gaussian surface area that because uh, I, uh, if uh, because I used to be a long distance driver and I used to be a lot in uh, uh, driving on the long road, especially uh, reaching Johannesburg and Durban, then that's where you see those lightning flashes everywhere. You would literally stop the vehicle and think, now what must I do? Must I get out? Must I run? Where must I go? Because you would think that a metal structure or metal vehicle would be attracting the lightning. So, but it well, isn't. Well, that's so. another myth. They think that most people think it's the tires that are protecting you um, from your car from from lightning. It's not the tires at all. It's, it's this metallic surface, the, the enclosed metallic area that is protecting you. You are fine inside an enclosed metallic surface. And um, by the way, another mention, you know, some people say if you're wearing rubber shoes, you'll be fine. But lightning laughs at two <laughs> centimeters of rubber. It will go right through and through your shoes. Sure. The best advice, get inside a fully enclosed metallic surface or the best um, approximate to that that you can find should you 
be unfortunate enough to be in that situation. Now, now just going back to this metallic uh, surface, because it's mind-boggling, because uh, in the one, uh, uh, when you give us the precautions, you tell us that you must, when you're inside your home, get away from um, any cords and anything that is uh, that has metallic or any chrome frictures or anything like that, you must stay away from it because you might get uh, shocked in that way. Now, looking at uh, being inside a metal structure, if you touch the walls or the, uh, any part of the metal structure, won't you get shocked? Okay, that is a good point. And um, the, my understanding of this is, you know, if you're in a house and the outside electricals get struck, you can have surges of electricity from the normal grid, which can travel through the wires and shock you. So, so that's that mechanism, you know, so it's a completely different mechanism. Whereas the Gaussian surface, um, it actually flashes over the surface. That's my understanding of it. And you are f- quite fine inside. Wow. You're fine inside. But corded devices, and if your foot is on a chrome tap, you can have back surges of the normal electrical grid, and that can shock you during an electrical thunderstorm. Doctor, just also focusing again on the lightning conductor that's in the precautions list that you gave us for number one. Uh, When you're looking at the lightning conductor, what is the best material to use, and uh, how should you actually uh, install it, or who should install it? Okay, once again, I'm a human forensic pathologist, so this is not really my area of expertise, and there are professionals out there that super specialize in lightning protection. You should know this. I mean, okay. they're electrical engineers, and they've got a super speciality in uh, lightning protection. Okay. And they would probably be the best people to, to discuss this with. Um, um, wouldn't you find that, that that lightning conductors do work and save lives? Would uh, would we maybe find that information on your website? Because I think well, it would be yes, best to do that. Find this on lightningsa.org.za, and a simple Google search will also show you who your nearest um, lightning protection companies are. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, because we are trying to promote the people to, to go to your website because uh, um, it's something awesome that is um, made available. Uh, there's so much uh, inf- information on the website. So if you have any questions or anything related. Please do go to that website, which is www.lightningsa.co.za or org. Uh, okay, uh, either co.za or org, because I've actually got both websites open at the same time, and co.za is also working. So I hope you, I don't think you knew that. But, um, no, thank you. Uh, no pleasures of mine, sir. Um, so you can either do that, you can uh, go and Google that and go to lightning, either co.za or org, because this is a phenomenon that you need to know, let your family know about if it's local, if it's going to, if you uh, in Cape Town or you uh, from Johannesburg now, you were tourist, you're coming to visit Cape Town, and you're going back and you see this lightning flashing, what must I do? What, must, uh, what can I do about it? Because uh, my life is in danger. The best thing, as the doctor is saying, stay inside your vehicle. Don't get out. Stay in the vehicle until it's finished and wait for the 30-30 rule. Just to go again, uh, give us that recap on the 30-30 rule again, doctor. Okay, 30 seconds between flash and bang, stay indoors. 30 seconds between the lightning and the thunder, stay indoors and wait 30 minutes until the last rumble and then it's fine. Remember, practicing lightning safety is never convenient. Um, You know, it's quite a labor-intensive and not convenient. It means stopping your game, stopping the cricket match, stopping the soccer. But remember, you want living victims. It's better to have all your members playing the game at a later stage than losing one of your members. And let me tell you, it is one of the most tragic scenarios you can have when you lose uh, someone to lightning. You know, it's very difficult to explain to people. It happens in one millisecond. Um, it is very tragic, and the aftermath is really chaotic. I've got a lot of cases 
from South Africa and from around the world, and these are really tragic stories. So, and it can simply be prevented by, you know, just going that, just taking some time out, going indoors, have all your members uh, get on a bit later, and have everyone. Uh, living and, and uninjured at the end. Simple prevention is very necessary. Let's take a short break and be back again with Lightning Strikes. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Welcome back to Talking Point on this beautiful Monday evening. We're talking this evening about lightning strikes with an, a senior specialist forensic pathologist at the University of Pretoria and Department of Forensic Medicine. That's none other than Dr. Ryan Blumenthal. He gave us uh, his contact information, or should I say the website that you can go to if you would like to know more about lightning strikes. But now we'd like just to go a little bit further. What, doctor, what happens if you are struck by lightning what's the right procedure and what should you do okay all right this is now this is this is the good stuff so yeah this this is where i specialize so two things happen one out of ten of, of the people struck will die and about three to seven times of those struck will survive so there will be many more survivors than people killed by lightning and those who survive will have disability and it is tragic i mean as i said earlier these people have cataracts in their eyes, they can't hear, they can't walk, they can't talk, they've got lots of nervous system problems, and it's a lifelong, uh, from doctor to doctor, you know, they lose their jobs and disability. It, it's really a tragic story. And, you know, the people that die also, it's, it's, uh, it's tragic. You know, um, we've had recent cases in the news in South Africa, I mean, you, you, you've heard, you know, at schools, etc., of people lost by lightning. So, um, you know, we, we need to know what to do. So the, the very first advice I would give to people is you have to have a basic knowledge of CPR, which is basic cardiopulmonary resuscitation, because you can literally save a life. If someone gets struck, go and do CPR. Go straight up to them and begin, you know, with the basic CPR. You can save lives. And uh, obviously, there's the, the big questions. I mean, do you do the CPR there, or do you take the, the person away to a safer place, you know, protect yourself and the person? But... Um, you know, be streetwise about it. Obviously, keep yourself safe. Just begin CPR. And then, you know, where I come in as a forensic pathologist is if someone gets struck and now this is unwitnessed and we find them dead on the side of the road or they went for a jog on the mountain and suddenly they're found dead, is this lightning? Or if, you know, even in the veterinary industry, if you've got a racehorse that's worth millions of rands and suddenly this thing's found dead and the people say this is lightning that did this. Or they've got a rare antelope or something that gets, that's just found dead and then is this lightning or is this not so the forensic investigation of lightning strike is, uh, keeps me very very busy because a lot of them obviously as you can imagine are not true you know that's in human nature and some of them are in fact true and it's for us to determine what are real lightning strikes and what are not real lightning strike deaths now, Doctor, um, uh, just for the last few seconds while we uh, are still on here with you, um, looking at uh, what is your prime, or should I say the main focus when you're looking at forensic uh, pathology in what you are busy with, I mean the most call out at the moment? Well, you know, the average forensic pathologist in South Africa, of which there are 42 of us at the moment, deal with unnatural deaths. So we deal with all the homicides, accidents, suicides, etc. 
So this is really, you know, lightning is just a field of interest for me. But uh, I'm, I, I see myself as a lightning cheerleader because, as I said, we lose 100 people a year, and these are completely preventable. You know, and also we've got weather-changing patterns happening. You know, this, this forms part of severe weather with threats to uh, living animals and structures, and we need to make ourselves aware of this because it's going to affect people. It's going to affect the structures. You know, we need to get the message out there. How do we get the message out there? Um, we've got to take this to the furthest rural areas. You know, we've got to use all our media. We've got to use cell phones. We've got to get wraparounds on vehicles. We've got to use street theater. We have to use innovative ways to try and tell people when thunder roars, go indoors. People need to know that this is dangerous and they need to do something about it. I love that. I love that. Uh, what's name saying there? He's saying, I love the caption where he says, when you hear the thunder getting doors with lightning is one strike and you're out. That's it. Now, uh, uh, Doctor, lastly, um, as you said, you're doing this as a passion, but now besides um, uh, looking at the deaths of uh, people, but you're looking also at animals, also for industrial structures and any businesses that might be affected with lightning, is that also part of your uh, field of study? Well, that, that's why we formed this group called LIGHTS, which is once again the Lightning Interest Group for Health, Technology and Science. And it's multidisciplinary because, as I say, it affects all humans, animals, structures on, on earth. Even trees get struck, grapevines get struck, you know, birds nesting in trees get struck. So, you know, whatever the issue is, they can log on to this website, lightningsa.org.za, they can contact us and we'll try and find the, the, the right person for them to speak to. But it does affect and it will affect, even though the skies are now clear, there are thunderstorms ahead and we will see lightning and a lot of us will be affected by lightning. Doctor? So just know the resources. Doctor, I do say thank you for making yourself available for this interview, and I hope you have a spectacular year ahead. And uh, may uh, all those who are listening go to your website and be educated on the truth and the myths of lightning strikes. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day further. Thank you for your time. Pleasure. Good evening to your viewers. Pleasure. Bye bye. Is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape.